Marshall. Good to see you guys here. Welcome all those online. Uh, so today we're in part four of a series called I Heart Church. It's a church series about really why we exist as a church. But more than that, for the first few weeks we talked about church history. And we said that when the church got it right, it's beautiful, it's amazing how it spread and the impact it had. And when the church got it wrong, it got it really wrong. And we don't ever want to repeat that, and that was the point of it. And so we did some church history to kind of catch us up to the current day where we're at in culture and how the church has lasted 2,000 years. And it's alive, and it's, it's, it's still strong, and it's going strong all around the world. And uh, we want to be part of that um, impact that God wants to have in our world. And so today, for week five of this series, uh, we're going to do a movie, uh, a movie called uh, for At the Movies. It's a one-day. So if you're new to this, let me just explain what the At the Movies is. Uh, at the Movies was a series that we would do at the theater, and it was the best place to have this series because at the, at the theater, you have the big screen, right? And so we'd serve popcorn that whole month, and just uh, it was a great time to invite friends to come. And what we do is we take a, a modern-day parable or a story, kind of like Jesus would, right? He'd tell stories. We'd, we take the movies of our, of our day, and we pull out some different principles that would help us be better in our marriages, better in life. And uh, this movie that we're going to show really has to do with the, the heart of the Grove and why we've started in the first place. And so we're going to be showing this movie in a little bit. Um, unfortunately, all those two online, we're going to have to cut off in a little bit because we tried hard. Uh, but all of the all of the social media, they now have algorithms that block our service. And so because we're showing things that aren't ours, uh, you won't be able to watch with us. And so we'll try our hardest to record it, maybe find a platform on our website that we can show it maybe this week. Um, but the, the issue with, with uh, copyright is you can't save it, right? You can stream it usually, but uh, even that, they're not allowing us to stream it, even though we don't save it. Uh, so if, uh, it's not going to work. So we'll be cutting off in a little bit our, our feed. Uh, but the movie is Hacksaw Ridge. So if you want to watch that, um, fortunately for those in the house, I made it like PG instead of like P, uh, instead of R like it is. So if there's young, any young, I don't really see it too young of kids in here. They want to go to kids ministry because uh, as the movie goes on, it gets a little more graphic and intense. Uh, but we, we did it in a really appropriate way. You'll, you'll see. So if you want to watch that movie, feel free to watch it. And we can put some points about what we talked about. But the heart of it. So here, let me just review really quickly for the church series to so catch you guys up and know why we're doing this movie in the middle of the series uh, to kind of help you see the heart of it. All right. So we said the church is really a community of people who follow the teachings of a man sent from God to explain God and clear a path to God. So we as a church, we follow the teachings of Jesus, who was God, right? But he's, he's making a, giving us a way back to God. And so we explain these teachings and we try to help people to connect and know who God is. So that's the purpose of really what the church is. And, and Jesus said this in, in Matthew when he was talking to Peter. He said, uh, Peter, on this rock, I will build my church. And it's the statement Peter made about him being the Messiah. And in the Bible translation, this is the one place we, we really got it wrong. The word church is a, is a substitution, not a translation. So the word church, we use a German word that means house of the Lord, which only confuses what Jesus was really trying to say because he used the word ecclesia, which means a gathering or an assembly. So when Jesus said he's going to build his church, he was not talking about a physical building. He was talking about a group of people, a community of people. You and I are the church, right? So people that follow Jesus become the church. So we together make up the church body. It's not a building. And so for the series, we've been saying that. When you do it right, church can be anywhere. It could be in a park. It could be in a, in, in a house. It could be in a building. There's nothing wrong with a building. But the people gathered in it are the church, not the building. And so last week we said we want something for you, not something from you. Uh, week four was really our heart of why we started the Grove in, in our approach, why we do things. It's a little different. From the beginning, we said we want to have an outward mindset that says we want to do church for, the, for them, for our community, not for the church that already exists for us. So it's church for them, not for us. And we said that we want to be a church that where the unchurched would like to come. And so if we're going to be the church that unchurched want to come to, we have to do things with them in mind. 
And so our whole service is really geared with them in mind. The way we do lights, the music we choose, all those things. Really, we're trying to make a connection with people that don't have a church background or left for different reasons so they can connect to Christ. And that's really a heart of our church. And so this series is kind of like that. So today at the movies one day, uh, we won't do the whole series this month. We're going to wait to figure it out. Right now, uh, the purpose we, were, we the reason we're going to do at the movies is because going back to the theater is supposed to happen today. Uh, Regal gave us permission to go back, but then they got locked out from the people that own the property until they settle some things. And so there's a chance that we might be able to go back with Regal or maybe not. And there's a chance maybe the new owners will work with us and maybe not. So we're just trying to figure out what kind of a holding pattern waiting. And so that was the series is building up to this series. And we said, well, this movie we're going to do, it would be appropriate to do it for our, our series because it's really the heart of the Grove. And so we're going to uh, watch this movie and uh, take this story to help us understand some spiritual truths. And so I'll show a clip or we'll show a clip and then I'll talk and then we'll show a clip and then I'll talk. And uh, it's amazing how I understand why people like Jesus so much. When you tell stories, you get engaged in a story, right? And so this is kind of our way of doing that, sharing a modern-day parable. So watch the screen. Uh, If you need to slip out and get some more popcorn, feel free to do that also. And I'll come back and share in a few minutes. His heart sees. Today we're going to examine the movie Hacksaw Ridge. It's a very tough movie to watch if you've never seen it. It shows the true picture of war in a very graphic way. It makes me so, so grateful and thankful for the many brave men and women throughout this, the, the centuries that right, I have fought for our freedom as a nation. And so today, even as we celebrate Independence Day, right, may we never forget of the sacrifice that have gone before us. And here's the thing about Independence Day and about freedom. Freedom, it always comes with a price. It's never free. It always costs something. And if we're not careful, we give up that freedom for a lot of different things, and we need to make sure we never do that. Uh, but we enjoy those freedoms because of many who serve. So this story is about a, a man named Desmond Doss, who was born in 1919 in Lynch, Lynchburg, Virginia, uh, he grew up, as his mom was a devout Christian, so he grew up in a home that, that knew, knew Jesus. And uh, when the Japanese bombed Pearl Harbor in 1942, uh, Desmond, um, like many of his friends, right, they couldn't just sit by and do nothing. Um, so they, they signed, he signed up to be part of the, the, the military. But because of his faith in Christ, this bold young man, he took an unusual stance. Instead of taking lives, Desmond decided he was going to save lives. Um, for us as a culture, you know, we live in a, in a culture that's uh, very toxic, right? A dog-eat-dog culture. And the parallel for this movie in us is there's a physical war that we can see in this picture, but there's also a spiritual dynamic that goes on that's a, that's a spiritual war that happens all around us all the time. And in our toxic culture, a dog-eat-dog culture, it's easy where people begin to pick sides and begin to fight over things that really don't matter in the long run. Uh, it's very critical that we don't hate each other and that we don't um, uh, just fit in with that, right? Because here's what I believe. I believe that God is raising up a generation who will love people and embrace their calling to save lives, not to take lives. You know, for us, as we started the Grove six years ago, we decided to be a church that was committed to reaching people far from God. That's a part of the heart of our church, right? And because we believe that God still, he so loves the world still, and he cares for people. And the best way that we can love God is to love the people he loves. And that's why, for us, we, we believe growth is, is important physically, like spiritually, in different areas of our life, in our walk. But also even as a church that we continue to grow and reach people, that we'd help people because every person matters to God. Um, that's why we look for creative ways as a church to try to connect people to him, right? Because we never stop looking for people because God never stopped. He never stopped looking for us. We never stopped looking because God never gave up on us. He keeps looking for us. So what do we do? I say let's do whatever it takes. We can't just sit by and do nothing. We have to go and do something. Watch the next clip. 
So one of the most interesting parts of the story is the unusual stance that Desmond took. Because of his faith in Christ, he decided he was going to give life instead of taking life. He was going to give his life to save life. And in truth, as followers of Jesus, we're called to do the same thing, to help others, to love others, to care for others. Jesus said in Luke 19.10, this is why he came. He said, for the Son of Man came to seek and save what was lost. And he, even, in, even the book of Jude encourages us that we should do whatever it takes to win people, that even that we'd be able to snatch others from the fire and to save them. Second Timothy, Paul writes this. Don't get involved in the foolish, ignorant arguments that only start fights. The Lord's servants must not quarrel, but must be kind to everyone. They must be able to teach effectively and be patient with difficult people. They should gently teach those who oppose the truth. Perhaps God will change those people's hearts, and they will believe the truth. So that's how Paul says it. We can't just fit in with culture and just argue. We have to be those kind of people that use, use wisdom and use our, not give up influence unintentionally, but to use our influence to help others. So as we watch this movie, really, my prayer is that two things would happen. Right? First, that we would get a renewed passion to see people saved, people come to know, know, know Christ. But also, I want, I want us to learn something that, from the example of, of Desmond how to do it. That we don't have to fight like everybody else. We don't have to do what the, what the rest of the culture does. Instead of taking lives, we can actually save lives. Instead of being verbally abusive or on social media and attacking people, we can come alongside and support and help people. It's a combat medic. So my favorite line in the movie is this. With the world constantly trying to tear itself apart, it doesn't seem like a bad idea to me to put a little bit of it back together. That's exactly what Desmond did on April 1st, 1942. Desmond Dost joined the United States Army as a medic and was deployed in the middle of the war. You know, when I watch this movie, I can't help but think uh, about people all across the world, right? People in our neighborhoods that are far from God. And the reality they know it might not be a physical war, but a, a spiritual war, an emotional war, things that are going on. Our neighbors, our coworkers. You know, the Bible says that Matthew records Jesus saying, uh, of Jesus says that Matthew said, chapter 9. When Jesus saw the crowds, he had compassion on them because they were harassed and helpless, like a sheep without a shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into his harvest field. Today, is the same is true today. The harvest is plentiful, right? There are many people around us who are broken, who are hurting, in need of life, in need of Christ. But the workers are few. This is the call for us, for our lives, that whatever we do, that we allow God to use us to make a difference in this world. That the world, so set on tearing itself apart, we'd be people that say, let's put some of this back together. I really believe this is the solution to our broken world, is people standing up and saying, let's just not go with whatever's going on, but let's be contrary to that. Let's love others. But it won't be easy. Honestly, in anything that matters, there's always going to be a cost with it. Gentlemen! I sleep pretty hard. Hey, church, you can be certain that the enemy doesn't want you to reach people, wants to keep us from reaching people. In fact, he'll do everything possible to stop us and to distract us or uh, to get us to take our eyes off the mission and onto ourselves. It's always a strategy. Focus on self. It's all about me. It's all about me. But let me be really clear. We are on a mission, and every person matters to God. You're on a mission, called by God to be on a mission, to partner with him to help people. You know, I pray as we watch these next scenes, as graphic as they are and as difficult they might be to watch, 
uh, I hope it'll maybe um, restore your passion, renew your passion to rescue people. I hope that we'll all get a fresh vision to do whatever it takes to reach lost people, to invest in others, to give to missions, to go on missions trips, even right where you are, whether you're teaching in school, running a business, uh, maybe getting a degree, wherever you are, that God would use your life because God has called us to reach people all around us. He wants us to, to use our lives to make an impact. So I pray that you realize today that God has called you to reach people in your circle of influence, the people in your life. You know, I, I think sometimes it's easy to lose passion for people, right? We just see crowds. We forget. Uh, we wonder if it really matters. You know, at the end of the day, the only thing that really matters is reaching people for Christ. All the other things that we can focus on in our life, to making a difference to somebody else, we need to keep pushing forward um, and not ever get tired or grow weary of, of, of giving up. And we keep going for it. Our prayer every week is, God, one more. Would you help us reach one more? So I'd like to ask you a question. Who do you know that needs a lifeline of hope thrown to them? You know, somebody needs God, needs help. I like how Paul says in Romans, he says in Romans, Romans 10, he says, Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. How then can they call on the one they have not believed in and how can they believe in the one of of whom they have not heard and how can they hear without someone preaching to them and how can anyone preach unless they are sent as it is written how beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news what if you are the beautiful feet that the bible talks about that god has called to bring good news to somebody of hope and life to somebody who needs it i love the old testament where isaiah realizes that Um, God is calling him to to partner with him. Isaiah says this, Then I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send, and who will go for us? And I said, Here am I. Send me. My prayer for us as a church, and specifically today as we watch this movie, is that the Spirit of God would prompt us to show us, remind us that we are the light of the world. We're called to be light, to give life, to help others around. So I pray this week that maybe you'll have opportunities to impact somebody's life, to encourage them. Or during the summer break, you'll be able to to find moments where you can help others and encourage others and pray for others. You know, that God will give you opportunities to to, to talk with friends and family about the reality of eternity, the reality of heaven, the reality of God. Because I know that God wants us to reach one more. And I I, I bet if you're listening right now, if God is asking, who can I send? Maybe you'd respond by saying, send me. I'm ready. Pretty incredible story, right? Let's show a clip here. It's incredible. He was able to carry 75 wounded men to safety. 75. You know, for us as a grove, as a church, as, as Jesus followers, my hope is that we'll be more known for, what, for the way we live and for our action, for what we do, than for what we know. It's not about knowledge. It's about, not about knowing more. It's about doing. You know, we, we say this is the the land of the free, the home of the brave, right, as Americans. I think as Jesus followers, there's a very similar idea that we have to be bold. We have to have confidence in knowing that we're following somebody who loves us so much that can do anything. We'll trust him. Let's be known for the way we live, not just for what we know. Do me a favor. Would you close your eyes and would you bow your head today as we end our service? Let's pray together. God, our prayer is the same as Desmond. Lord, help us get one more. Every single week, Lord, God, let it be a prayer that we pray, that we see people come to know you. God, we love seeing marriages restored. We love seeing families, Father, God, come under your 
your lordship, under your reign. God, we know when we follow you, we'll become better at life. We get better at life, we get better at relationships. And so we pray that you would help us, Lord God, to reach people. God, I pray we'll never get tired of reaching for those far from you. God, give us a passion and a vision for the world around us. God, that, that we'll never lose our passion, God, to reach them, Lord God. Let us never um, forget, Lord God, that you call us to save lives. God, I pray for our missions effort, Lord God, here in the city and throughout the world. For those of churches that we're planning and coaching and things that we're doing that could help others know you, Lord God. We'll never get tired. We'll do our best to invest, Lord God, to reach people around us. Your eyes closed and your head bowed. Uh, maybe you're here today and uh, as we watch this movie and maybe you've been a Jesus follower before, maybe you never have. Maybe something today has inspired you to say, you know what, I want to take that step of faith. I want to follow God. Maybe you need to make a rededication, a recommitment to saying, God, I want to partner with you to reach people. At some point today, I would encourage you just maybe that prayer like, like, like Isaiah. God, hear my, send me. But if you're in the room and maybe you've stepped away, maybe you're not following God, you're doing your own thing. The challenges of the world and life have got you to be focused on yourself. And today you'd like to say, God, I want to change that. I want to follow you. If you're here today and you'd like to say a prayer that just says, God, I'm coming to my life. I want to follow your lead. I want to become a Jesus follower. If that's you, I'd love to lead you in a prayer. I'm not going to call you to the front, but just right there in your seat where you're at. If you're here today and you'd say, you know, that's me, would you do me a favor? Just with some courage and boldness, would you lift your hand? Say, God, that's me. I want to follow your lead today. I need your help. Anybody else? Good. For those that raise their hand, I'm leading you to prayer. And if you're in the room, you're a Jesus follower, would you pray with us so that those that raise their hand aren't praying alone? Say this today. Say, hey, Father God, thank you so much for sending Jesus to give us a way back to you. I confess that he is Lord. I believe he conquered the grave. And he's alive. Forgive me of my past my sins, my mistakes. Today, I put my trust in you. Would you use me to make a difference in this world? In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Come on, church, let's celebrate those that say they want to partner with God and give their life to him. So good.